Hi, everybody. I'm Traven Rice. I'm with the Lowdown Culture Cast, and we started this uh, podcast to focus on culture changers uh, here on the Lower East Side. And we've been covering the Lower East Side for a long time, so I'm fortunate to get to meet a lot of really interesting business owners, residents, artists, all kinds of people who are living down here doing really cool things. And today I'll be talking with Michelle Miles. She is the um, co-owner of Daredevil Tattoo and also knows a whole lot about the history of tattooing, which, by the way, started right here in the neighborhood on the Bowery. Um, And she can tell us all about the days, the dark days when it was such an underground um, kind of, you know, much more rebellious thing than it is these days. And I think you've been giving tours for a while. She has a map of the neighborhood. And they also have a really cool uh, museum in the shop um, that has a bunch of old, all kinds of different tools, um, historic Mm -hmm. photos. Tattoo flash. It's uh, what we call the artwork that you pick from when you go into a tattoo shop, the designs on the wall that's a tattoo flash. Okay. So we have a lot of tattoo flash. <laughs> I was like, you have flash? Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so Michelle opened up Daredevil Tattoo uh, first. What, when was that first opened? Uh, we opened Daredevil in 1997 when tattooing was legalized in New York. Right when it was legalized. Yeah, it was illegal from 1961 until 97. But I actually started tattooing in the city in 1991. uh, But it was illegal then, so I worked underground for six years. And when they legalized it, we opened up Daredevil. Wow. So what was before 1960? It was not legal, illegal? Before 1997, it was under it was illegal. Yeah. So in 1961, they banned tattooing in New York City. Um, nobody's 100 percent sure why, but at the time they uh, blamed it on a hepatitis outbreak. And so I started tattooing in '91, and it it was illegal, but it was completely unenforced. And so I used to tattoo cops all the time. They didn't care or anything. And it, was, it wasn't a criminal violation. It was a health code violation. So one time I looked up the law, and it was listed in between smoking on elevators and growing poison ivy in the city. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't like some big criminal offense or anything. And so... Uh, People, by the time it was legalized, people were working very openly. Some people even had signs outside and everything. I used to advertise in the back of the Village Voice mm-hmm. um, when it was illegal. So it, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. But um, And for that matter, part of the reason I think it stayed illegal for so long was because none of the tattooers actually wanted it legalized because it kept all the competition out of the city. Oh. And we knew as soon as it was legal, there'd be like, you know, a thousand tattoo shops, which is what happened. Yeah. So how did you learn to tattoo? Um, I, uh, I didn't get a proper apprenticeship because since it was underground in New York, you couldn't, there weren't any shops to work out of or anything, but I found somebody to help me get started. And, kind of fumbled along and then maybe like a year in I found a legal street shop out in Jersey to work out of and it was this extremely very busy shop Uh, a lot of people went out to Jersey since it was legal there it was a little bit easier to figure out who to go to to get tattooed and so it was an 
in this neighborhood that uh, it was in Montclair, in that town they had banned tattooing, and so this shop was grandfathered in. So they were in a very good position. It was a very busy shop, and I, you know, basically two weeks working there was like two years fumbling along on my own, and that, mm-hmm. I feel like that really was what taught me how to tattoo was tattooing eight hours a day, you know, a few days a week. And what drew you to it? What was it that was um, so alluring? I I got my first tattoo when I was in high school. Uh, so this would have been, it was like 1988, I think I got my first tattoo. I was a teenager. And uh, I, as soon as I got tattooed, after that first tattoo, I just, anytime I had some extra money, I would always go and get more tattoos when I could afford them. And um, I came to New York for art school and my roommate, started tattooing and so that was kind of what gave me the idea I was like oh if she could do it then you know that's something I'd like to do and uh yeah the minute I started tattooing I was just you know that was it you were hooked oh yeah (laughs) um and then so you were upset (laughs) once they legalized it yeah I I mean definitely when I first heard I remember I saw Clayton Patterson walking down the street and he was like hey, they're going to legalize tattooing. And I was like, oh, no, now I have to open a tattoo shop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and that's and then you found that space. The first one was, where was that first space? It was at uh, 175, uh, 172, 175. Now I don't remember. Ludlow Street. Um, so actually directly behind where we're sitting right now, but on Ludlow. And... The first place I worked out of on Ludlow was uh, right above the old Ludlow Street Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had moved to, have you ever been to the second floor of pianos? Mm-hmm. So that was my old loft. And so I used to tattoo out of there. Oh. And I was like living in the back and tattooing in the front. And it was like the old school LES thing where people would yell up and you'd throw the keys out the window at them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Uh, so that was where I was working when they legalized it. And so it wasn't really a place that would make a good legal tattoo shop. And um, and I just spent all my money renovating that space. And uh, my business partner, I've known since high school, and he's a tattooer as well, and he would come up and visit me to work. And he was always like, hey, if they legalize tattooing, let's open a shop together. So when I found out, I called him and... Um, I talked to my landlord, and they rented me the storefront. Um, it was next to the old uh, Pink Pony. Uh-huh. Aw. Um, and then you moved down to Division Street. Yeah, we moved to Division Street about 10 years ago. And uh, so now we're, like, right at Division where there's that little, well, Dime Square is <laughs> what they call it these days. Um, yeah, so we're at Dime Square. But when we first moved there, Dimes wasn't open yet. It was... It was a uh, Chinese bus stop, um, so I gotta say, Dimes was an improvement for me because from the, the pest stop. So it was its division and canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So between Ludlow and Essex. And Essex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were happy to get rid of the bus stop right there? Oh, the bus stop was a nightmare. It's like they were coming into the shop all all day long trying to buy bus tickets. Um, trying to use our bathroom <laughs> whenever it would rain, they would all be underneath our awning, and so uh, yeah, that was um, aggravating. To so think. yeah, I'm sure. How? Um, I mean, it seems to me I'm not an expert or aficionado. I do have a tattoo, okay, <laughs> but it seems to me like it has 
it has changed so quickly as far as kind of becoming mainstream. I mean, was that your experience or? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, um, I mean, to me, what's really weird is that I feel like all the changes have uh, ran parallel with the changes in the neighborhood. Hmm. And when I first moved down to Ludlow Street in 93, you know, Ludlow was seedy and, you know, it's like people, is people thought it was bad news down here. I loved it, but, uh, and people felt the same way about tattooing. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy to me that the changes that have happened on the Lower East Side, but I feel like they're the exact same changes that have happened in tattooing. Mm. And I feel like the two of them have both been gentrified together for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can't you can't stop any of it and things change. That's how just how things go. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I got to be around when Lower East Side was kind of crazy and I'm also glad I was around when tattooing was kind of crazy when you started doing it were there very was it uncommon to be a female tattoo artist oh I mean just to be a girl with tattoos was crazy I mean (laughs) when in the early 90s what was wild was that uh, I knew every girl who was heavily tattooed on the Lower East Side I mean every single one like and you could pretty much count on one hand and if you saw someone that you didn't know that had a lot of tattoos, you know, girl, it was just like, whoa, who is that? You know? <laughs> yeah, I remember there was like Theo from the Luna Chicks and my friend Jody Head. And, you know, there were just, there was very few. There was Agatha from New York Custom Leather. And, so it was like an elite club. Yeah, it was just this little club of, you know, us weirdos. And uh, now it's wild because, I mean, just so many people are heavily tattooed and so many girls that are in their 20s are tattooed up to their ears which uh, you know it's cool it's all good but uh but yeah it was a different scene back then I mean it's almost rare now to meet somebody who doesn't have a tattoo Uh, yeah times have changed yeah (laughs) yeah and so how did the um the interest in the history part of it all get started well, my business partner has always—he's uh, always been a very avid collector of uh, antique tattoo stuff. And um, when we moved to the location we're at now, uh, we decided to incorporate his collection of uh, antique flash and machines into the shop as a museum. And we thought, if there was any place that had to have a tattoo museum it's definitely the Lower East Side and I mean definitely New York and definitely the Lower East Side because the Bowery is where modern tattooing was invented and we're right down the street from there and you know so it was just kind of a no-brainer for us to um, do that and to share Brad's collection with the public. Yeah so I think maybe we could just do some descriptions of, of what's involved and what's included in that collection. Um, maybe one of the, you know, most notable things or kind of where it all started is we have, uh, one of the Thomas Edison engraving pens that the very first electric tattoo machine was based off of. And, uh, there was a Bowery tattooer, his name was Samuel O'Reilly, who in, um, 1891, he patented the first electric machine and it was based off of this Thomas Edison engraving pen that, Edison invented when he was working in a telegraph office, and it was the first patent for a motorized device in the United States. It's from 1876. So we have one of these Edison pens, which is a very significant thing to tattoo history, but also just, you know, 
considering its history also in a broader sense. It's also an important artifact. How did you come by it? I think Brad got that off of eBay like um, many, many years ago. And the thing is with collecting this stuff, um, because Brad started tattooing when he was 16 years old in the mid-80s, and uh, it was a much different thing collecting antique tattoo stuff, you know, 10, 15 years ago, let alone 30 years ago. And uh, so, you know, these days... You know, there's people that are outside of the tattoo community that are into collecting this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a much different thing. Like there's there's kind of like really no way to get the collection that we have at this point in time because, you know, just people now appreciate the value of this stuff. But like like there was one legendary tattooer on the Bower, this guy Charlie Wagner, who passed away in 1953. And he was, um, you know, very important to tattoo history. He had a very long career on the Bowery. And when he died, the city came in and they took everything. The story is that they took everything and threw it in the dump. Mm. So it's like all that stuff that this legendary tattooer had, you know, was literally trashed to people. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this stuff is very ephemeral and, um, you know, and a lot of it, you know, hasn't survived. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and that's why we're so proud of this collection. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And I know you're also doing neighborhood tours, um, and you have a map that you've mapped out, and it's some really interesting drawings of all these historical sites. Yeah, we uh, when we decided to open up the museum, that was when I really became uh, more interested in the history of the old Bowery tattooers. And when we moved down there, um, since we were going to have this for people, I thought it would be cool to uh, do research and to figure out where all these old tattooers worked. And uh, so what's cool about the map that I made is that even people who know like a lot about tattoo history were surprised to see how many tattooers were working on that little stretch from Chatham Square up to Canal Street. And, uh, you know, like it's cra- pretty crazy that they were all like just crammed into that little spot and um you know just the more I dug the more names I found and uh you know and even like last week I found another name so it's like I keep updating the map you know because it's like I'm always finding more information and uh when when um, I decided to put together like a walking tour that was based off of my map and so I'm actually a licensed New York City tour guide and so I do these tattoo history walking tours um through Airbnb experiences Uh Uh-huh. That's really cool. And um, have you found, so how have those gone, interest-wise? Oh, it goes great. I mean, I do them uh, usually every week, Um, usually on Fridays, like 11 to 1, and uh, uh, it's great. I get people from all over the world coming on the tours, um, tattooers, but then people who don't know anything about tattooing, and and to me, it's it's not just a tattoo tour, like kind of like the two love uh, loves of my life, besides my husband and my dogs, are uh, um, tattooing in New York City and specifically the Lower East Side. And so it's really interesting to me how, um, you know, the two are so connected to each other. And so my tour is also about like the broader history of the neighborhood and how the two of them grew up together. And so this was the first place in the United States that tattooing kind of came to be? Yeah, tattooing's earliest um, history, as far as like modern tattooing, not indigenous tattooing, uh, was really came out of sailor culture. And the first tattooer to open up um, 
permanent place of business, the first like professional tattooer in the United States was this guy, Martin Hildebrandt. And he was working over on the fourth ward, um, which is over uh, by like, um, now it's the Alfred Smith houses over Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was first listed as tattooing in the New York City directory in 1858. Wow. So New York's tattoo history goes back to before the Civil War. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, I don't know, I'm just curious about what you would say. I'm sure people ask or you've thought about what it is about getting a tattoo that has this sort of allure to people. I mean, I think it just it has this power to it. And, uh, you know, it's just this really intense means of self-expression. And I think, you know, especially now getting older it's like you know you have so many things that you can't control with your body you know it's like it's always changing or it might not look how you want want it to look and you know all these kind of things you look at and you see that you don't like but tattooing is like this really cool way that you can do something make a change to your body that is something you chose and that expresses something that you like to look at and that makes you happy Mm -hmm. and that experience of giving that to somebody else I mean seems pretty intimate yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's such a, it's a very cool job because I'm able to make these connections to just all different types of people. I mean, you know, whether it's some guy who has a hedge fund or some like, you know, crazy derelict from the neighborhood, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, kind of cuts across like all these differences. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like harrowing stories or stories of like, what are your crazy experiences? Um, from the bad old days. Well, I always say that, uh, you know, when I moved to first, when I first saw like the ad to come, I I was looking to find a place where I could work out of by myself. And I saw this ad in the back of the village voice for an apartment on Ludlow street for $500. And, uh, I had this customer of mine who he was a cop and, um, he, and like I said, it was unenforced back then. So like cops used to get tattooed no problem. And so I told him I was going to go check out this apartment. And he says to me, he's like, do not move to Ludlow Street. That is the worst heroin block in New York City. So, of course, I, you know, moved down to Ludlow Street (laughs) because the apartment was $500 a month. And uh, I ended up tattooing all the drug dealers down here, and uh, they never gave me any trouble. How funny. And I remember, like, one really funny thing relating to that is one time I had to go out to, like, Brooklyn for something. And this was you know, in the nineties and it was like late at night. I was, I think it was some like photo shoot or something for one of the tattoo magazines. And, uh, the photographer's loft was in this like really bad area. And so it was when you had to call up from the payphone. And so there's all these guys on the corner and they're looking at me and I was just like, Oh, great. You know, cause I'm by myself. It's dark. And, uh, one of them starts walking over and he's looking at me and then he's like, Michelle? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yo, I got tattooed at your shop. Oh, <laughs> he introduces me to all his friends. and That's uh, really funny. That's kind of funny. The way to kind of stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. Tattoo- tattoos have protected me over the years. Yeah. I definitely feel that. How funny. And I mean, what about different trends? I'm sure you've seen certain things come and go. I mean, how would you say it's changed as far as what people are looking for? Uh, I mean, it's it's always changing, but um, I would say, you know, maybe one of the biggest changes just maybe in all the time I've been tattooing is when we when I first started tattooing in the 90s, you couldn't give away traditional tattoos. Like, 
We used to have some copies of uh, some flash from uh, Brad's collection in the front of the old Daredevil, and people would come in and they'd be like, oh, "Does anyone ever get that stuff?" And uh, like, traditional meaning like they were like old sailor designs, and so people just like they almost thought they were like a joke. And hmm. um, but then over the years, eventually, um, traditional tattoos became very popular, and uh, you know now people love them, and it's you know a very popular style of tattooing, which I can understand because uh, you know the traditional stuff is so timeless and so iconic. Mm-hmm. And there's something that, you know, really resonates with people because they are these, like, simple designs that have so much uh, power. Mm-hmm. But people also come and say they want you to create something on your own or they have some kind of idea. We get everything, you know. You have some people, they know exactly what they want. Other people, you know, just say, well, what do you want to do? And uh, it, it can be anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one I'd like to have redone. <laughs> happens that happens <laughs> gonna re- do some touch-ups and redesign yeah, sometimes yeah it happens yeah what about like where do you draw the line if somebody comes in and asks you for something is there any time when you're like no I won't do that there's not much because <laughs> uh I mean generally uh I I feel like most everybody gets the tattoo they deserve <laughs> to some extent <laughs> you know if somebody wants a tattoo that says I'm I'm an idiot then you know they probably are <laughs> that's really funny well, thank you. Um, so we can find your tours on Airbnb? Uh, yeah, if you go to my Instagram, uh, Daredevil Michelle, um, I think I have a link on there to the Airbnb uh, thing. And, uh, yeah, or if you go to the Instagram for the shop, Daredevil Tattoo, uh, yeah, you can find us there. Okay, and I highly recommend just going in and checking out the collection as yeah, well. Yeah, anybody's welcome to come check it out. We're open every day, 12 to 8. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it was really fun. (laughs)